Comrade Tabo is right. We have agreed on social compact. Where is the plan? This is an additional podcast of the Sunday Times Politics Weekly, where the Sunday Times Politics team interviews various ANC candidates contesting in the governing party's national elective conference for the top six leadership positions. This special series will allow you to sit down and be up and close and personal with the contenders as they chat about their personal lives, the experiences that have shaped them, and most importantly, why they deserve to be considered for some of South Africa's top leadership positions. With immediate effect. When people saw And I quote, in two years' time, Eskim's problems will be a thing of the past. People won't even remember load shedding. Unquote. They put saliva on the paper. I'm in charge. That's why these fools are running around here. I'm in charge. And then they share that zone. Point of order, Jefferson. Order, Jefferson. Point of order. The ruling party by strength of order. Must step aside within 30 days. No, I'm not going to apologize. He has no brains whatsoever. The ANC president was sabotaged again yesterday. Well, sabotage, that can be This is not a shit. Thank you. Thank you so much for welcoming us into your home, uh, Mr. Mashatile. You've been very crucial in the running of the ANC. You're, you've even been given a title, <laughs> the Trinity, <laughs> because of the three positions that you currently hold, being yeah. the Treasurer General, the, uh, secret, the Acting Secretary General, and the Deputy Treasurer. Acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but... but how do you think you've fared in, in those three positions so far? Well, perhaps let's start with uh, how did we end up there? Uh, and really, you know, as we were handling difficult matters, uh, there was a time when uh, our Secretary General uh, got suspended uh-huh. and Comrade JC as the DSG uh, the late Comrade Jesse then came in to manage that space oh. as a Deputy Secretary General. Uh, but as we all know, she fell ill. And at that time, uh, <coughs> the officials of the ANC asked me to then assist to manage the Secretary General's office. Oh. Uh, we then took the matter to the NEC. The NEC then said, fine, you should do that. Oh. Uh, and uh, I kept consulting with Comrade Jesse from time to time. Of course, she would be in, in hospital and then maybe home. Mm-hmm. I saw my role at, at the time, not really as acting Secretary General, but as somebody who is really just assisting. Okay. Uh, and every time I sign the documents, I'll say on behalf of the Deputy Secretary General. Mm-hmm. So. Some comrades used to laugh at me and say, uh, my name is Comrade Obo. <laughs> because on behalf, on, of, behalf of, uh, on behalf of... But I thought it was important because uh, there was no meeting like a provincial, I mean, a national general council mm-hmm. where I would have been, uh, you know, elected to act okay. as secretary general. So... I, I saw myself doing this job mainly on behalf of Comrade Jesse, who was the acting 
concept yeah. general uh, because of her position. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to uh, a period where she was unable at all to perform those duties. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, we, we lost her. May her soul rest in peace. Um, so the, the NEC then agreed that I should continue. The fact that you are, you, some people think you can become the deputy president of this country, how do you find yourself in that position given the history? I mean, you've been the premier, you've been the mm. TG, you've been, as you said, the secretary of the UDF. How do you find yourself in this space where people think you can actually be the deputy of this country? Well, let me start by saying, <clears throat> I think it's, it's, for me, it's always an honor to be asked to serve. Uh, you know, I, I started my political activism in the youth movement, uh, as you know, as the president of the Alexander Youth Congress. And at the time, that's when the UDF uh, was formed. And I was one of the few young people who were asked to, to become general secretary okay. of the UDF at the time. And I think generally what comrades in the ANC, or let me say in the movement broadly, they look at your commitment, your work ethic, you know, your track record, uh, so to speak. So, so whenever I'm given a job to do, I try and do it very well. Uh, I, I commit myself, I do it. And remember, some of these responsibilities are, are quite difficult. You know, when I was in the youth uh, movement at the time, it, it was during the years of the struggle, so there was detentions, police harassment. Uh-huh. It was not easy. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, I spent four years in prison without trial at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, but when I came back, I didn't say, hey, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm leaving this thing, guys. Prison is tough. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, let, let me go and do other things. Uh-huh. I continued, I got elected, as I said, as General Secretary of, of, of the UDA. And and when the ANC was unbanned, as one of those who were asked to rebuild uh, the structures uh, of the ANC. Okay. And in fact, uh, I was not only at the provincial level, I was actually an organizer of the branch of the ANC in Alex. So I, I, I will always do the work to the best of my ability. So I I did that work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at some point, I was then uh, <coughs> asked to be the deputy chairman of, of the ANC in Gauteng. Yeah. And, and I did that work, and I was then asked to be chairman, mm-hmm. did that work, and then I was asked to be teaching. <laughs> so, so... It's gradual. Yeah, I, just, I just do the work. Yeah. Uh, and I do it to the best of my ability. I think once you are committed to what you are asked to do and you do it well, uh, people notice. Okay. The branches of the ANC notice. So I would say when they are asking me to be deputy president, because they have confidence that uh, I will do this job very well. I'll do it properly. So I've, I've said recently that uh, should it be confirmed that I'm nominated, mm-hmm. I will accept. You will accept the nomination. Yeah. 
the ANC's rules are that, well, tradition is that once you become the deputy president of the ANC, you then become the deputy president of the country, isn't it? It's, it's not that automatic, mm. but it has been with practice like that. Because remember, with the deputy president of the country, it's a prerogative of the president of the republic. Mm. Uh, the president of the republic can choose anybody else. If he or she is not obliged to choose the deputy president of the ANC. Although historically, uh, those who have been a president of the republic have mm. always chosen their deputies in, in the ANC. Mm. Uh, so we, 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 we know of that practice. Okay. So I'm sure many comrades who are, who are making themselves available to mm. be deputy president in the ANC uh, would uh, be ready to, when called upon, to to come in and, and participate in government. I I will be ready myself. Okay. Uh, should I be asked to to come and assist in government? So you you'd be willing to to leave the the work, basically not leave, but to leave. You've been in, uh, in the organization and to the house and and head to to union building. Yes, because. Uh, <coughs> In terms of the constitution, the deputy president is not full-time in the ANC. So if I'm not in government, uh, I'll probably be a volunteer there to the house. But I think the challenges that we face in in our country at the Mm -hmm. moment require that uh, as many of us uh, uh, should uh, put uh, hands on on deck. So. I would see myself as one who should go and help the collective uh, rather than sitting at Lutulia's. You speak about um, the challenges that the country is facing. There's a lot. Yeah. There's, there's the energy crisis, um, and that has been with us for several years now. Why is it so difficult for the, the government, but the ANC as well, to come out with clear plans on how to tackle the, the energy crisis. I mean, I think um, under this government, the current administration, we've had the most uh, in, uh, hours in terms of load shedding. Mm. But the ANC sits in the NEC meeting to discuss several other things, um, a regional conference, but you can't sit and discuss the energy crisis um, at, that, at that level. I, we, we do, actually. Where we are now, there are plans uh, to deal with these challenges. I think we, we are caught up in a situation of a problem that started a while ago. Uh, you see, some of our you know, power stations are 40 years old, uh, some probably even 50 years mm-hmm. old. So it means <coughs> perhaps even 20 years ago, there should have been a decision to say let's build new ones uh, or you know let's uh, retrofit some of of these old ones <clears throat> so some of the decisions we are taking now to intervene in that space probably should be have been taken a bit uh, earlier on uh, but it's never too late to mend so what we are doing now as you know, the government is talking about independent power producers, 
looking at issues of clean energy, we're looking at gas, so that your interrupted, uninterrupted power supply should come from different sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, there is an integrated uh, uh, energy uh, plan that uh, the government has come up with. I think it's going to assist. Um, won't be immediate because as you know the the country is looking for for solutions now not tomorrow but i think the reality is that it can't be immediate Uh, it will take a bit of time but i think that we're going to reach a stage where low shading will be something of yesterday Uh, i think we're getting there and i think there is there is commitment from from the leadership to make sure that uh, we we fix this problem, uh, we have to fix it, particularly because we want economic growth. If we want economic growth, then your infrastructure must be right, your energy supply must be right, your water resources must be right. I think for us to be able to change a lot of the challenges we have of unemployment, etc. Our economy should be growing at probably 4% of GDP per annum. So all the plans are leading towards that. But you also need the private sector to come on board. So public-private partnerships are very important. So I see the private sector as a very crucial partner in reviving the economy and making sure that uh, we can stimulate growth uh, in South Africa. So mm-hmm. so those kind of partnerships uh, are very important as part of, of the social compact that uh, we talk so much about. But the public-private partnership, internally in the ANC, mm-hmm. there are several, many um, people who are actually not comfortable with it. They, they see that as the state selling mm. some of its assets to the private sector instead of you know maintaining mm. them. How would you respond to, to that? Well, Kotato, you know, um, in most cases, it's suspicions. Uh, I've heard that a lot. Uh, people are generally suspicious. So when something's happening, they say, well, that's privatization. Mm. But I think that the government of the ANC has been very careful okay. not to get into wholesale privatization. If you look at the number of initiatives we took, it's really partnerships uh, where the state continues to play a role, the private sector comes in to play a role. Uh, because our belief is that the state must continue to play a critical role in driving uh, socio-economic development. Uh, you, you can't put the state aside and say, well, the private sector will do it. But also, you don't want to say, we will do it on our own. Uh, as the state, your private sector, we don't care about you. So that partnership, if you look at many countries, that's what drives growth. When the private sector can bring necessary capital and expertise, 
and you, you the implementation that must be first page that you speak of is one of the criticisms that uh, the former president Tabumbeki spoke about he's been very uh, vocal on the government's yeah, slow pace in developing, especially the social compact. Yeah. Um, and he came under fire recently from yeah. several provinces, him and the former president, on such criticism. How would you, what, what's your feeling around the remarks that he has been making on the social compact, saying you have not been able to develop some of the ANC rules which see corruption manifesting, yeah. and the former president, uh, Jacob Zuma, who labeled the current president as the corrupt and treasonous. I think the the former president, the leaders of, of our organization, uh, have become impatient with the pace of change, and, and they are correct. Everybody's becoming impatient. They, they want to see implementation happening. Uh, so Comrade Tabo is right. We have agreed on social compact. Where is the plan? Let's have the plan between us and the private sector and implement. Mm. Um, he's right that there is a problem of corruption. The leadership must deal with it decisive. So from where I sit, I can see that uh, their intervention uh, is, is done in good spirit. Okay. They are basically saying to the leadership of the ANC, uh, comrades, please, let's get on with the work. Mm. Obviously, we, we don't want to uh, condone a situation where, uh, you know, leaders uh, uh, argue in public and call each other names. There are things that you can talk about in-house. Uh, and I've met President Mbeki twice this year, uh, and on each occasion more than two hours, mm. and we're talking about these issues. Um, so I'd prefer a situation where those engagements should continue with Conversarial as well. We should welcome their criticism, but there are other issues that must be discussed internally. And as I said, I've had uh, opportunities to have a discussion with President Beck, and I agree with a lot of his criticism, uh, because he is doing that in, in good spirit. <coughs> um, I've decided I will also meet Comrade Khalima, uh, uh, Comrade Zuma. There is wisdom there. They have been presidents uh, of, of the Republic, uh, also Deputy President, the President of the ANC. We need to to engage with them. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> they've come through these challenges, difficulties. They'll be able to say, hey, when we were there, this were the difficulties, this is how we dealt with them. So I would rather want to see less of public space uh, amongst leaders and more of engagements in-house. Mm. Uh, but we're not saying comrades uh, should not express a view uh, when it's needed publicly. But we'll, we'll achieve a lot if uh, we sit and have coffee together. Mm -hmm. there, there, there are people, however, who have questioned the timing 
of this these public spats, with others saying the perhaps they are aimed at decampaigning <laughs> the current <laughs> president. What would you say to that? I don't think so. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think so. I, I think it's it's a bit of Im- impatience uh, that I see. Mm. I, I think it's frustration to say. You know, these comrades have an opportunity to lead and implement and, you know, they are taking their time. Uh, so I think the old leadership is becoming impatient with us. Okay. And our response must be, we have had you, we're going to inject some speed. Because remember, the impatience uh, is out there in society. Oh. I mean, that's why Comrade Tab was saying, if we don't change the way we do things, we will wake up one day and uh, you know the masses are revolting against us. Uh, so I think we should we should welcome that criticism and then be able to go to these leaders and say, "We have heard you. These are our plans. This is the pace now that we uh, we are going to uh, to take to implement uh, these plans." And as I said, uh, I think a bit of speed in doing things is needed. Let's unify our people, because it's important, not just only the ANC, unity across board, but we must implement, we must fix uh, this country. Uh, if we do that, you see, South Africa will turn around. Mm, mm, mm. The former President Tawumbeke also warned or cautioned the ANC um, in the same sort of, you know, criticism saying he wonders if the ANC is prepared for the, for what to do should the parliamentary process that's dealing with Palapala come out with a, a, a thing that says the president has a case to answer. Yes. Do you have a plan? Well, that's one of the issues uh, <coughs> President Beg raised with me as well when we met to say, uh, are you as leaders uh, preparing in case, you know, uh, there are these eventualities? Oh. Um, and it's something that we, we have taken heed of as a leadership. We, we will be meeting as officials. We meet almost every Monday with the president. And, you know, we discuss some of these difficult questions. Uh, so it's not like we're leading blindly. Uh, we are having discussions, but, you know, some of these discussions obviously remain confidential. Oh. Um, but I don't think we'll be caught with our pens down. On the Palapala matter? On any matter. On <laughs> Do you think the president on this Palapala matter has done enough to bring you guys as the ANC leadership into his confidence. Are you satisfied? Well, the president uh, explained to us uh, when this thing started, the matter was on the agenda of the, the officials of the ANC. The president briefed us. He then said to us, because he's subjecting himself to investigation by various uh, agencies of the state, he would prefer that we don't 
delve into the matter uh, ourselves and the NEC. And we respected that. We said, okay, that's fine. He said, once those processes are done, I'll be free to talk to you comrades about anything. But he said to us, uh, it will be wrong for me once these processes are unfolding. I'm busy uh, saying things on the other side to yourselves. And we, we thought it's fair that we, we give him that space. Uh, and once uh, the processes are done, the issues will then come back to the leadership of the ANC to, to be fully briefed. But do you not think that the South Africans asking themselves questions um, around this matter leads to, basically brings into question the integrity yeah. of the ANC itself? Not that is guilty or not guilty, and I don't think that's what uh, uh, even the step aside issue speaks about it speaks about the integrity of the ANC. Do you not think that the questions that surround this Palapala matter are affecting the integrity of the ANC? No doubt about it. Oh. Uh, in fact, that was our first discussion in the ANC to say it is the ANC that is harmed. However, we decided let's accept what the president is saying, that he would want this matter to be dealt with that particular way, where the agencies go and investigate and so on. But of course, I mean, I think uh, Comrade Khalima said the same thing, that uh, it would have been better if the president briefed the ANC more fully, because otherwise there are suspicions. Um, but the NC has accepted that. Uh, look, we will wait. Uh, that's the pain we go through uh, in the NC. We have to wait. Uh, if the NEC meets as it's meeting this weekend, they say, look, we don't want to wait anymore. The president must come and brief us. They can take that decision. But where we are now, the president has said, look, wait. I, not that I don't want to talk to you about this issue, but I don't want to get involved into parallel processes. They may complicate the matter. Mm. So my views are, let's leave it at that for now. But, but, but you leave it at that, but he's contesting yeah. to, for, for, for re-election yeah. with that thing hanging over over his head. Yeah. The continued uh, uh, harm that you speak of is probably going to continue should he get re-elected, isn't it? Would you not say that? Of course. I mean, mm. you know, things like these mm. uh, don't disappear until they are resolved. I think the president is fully aware of that. Uh, but as I said, the electoral committee will be able to say uh, whether there's a problem with the president being nominated. Uh, it's not for me to say or the SGO, I think it's for the electoral committee to to deal with. Uh, I think for me, for now, is we live with the decision of the NEC that uh, we will wait. Okay.
No. Thank you so much for that, uh, Mr. Mashatili. Um, on the question of the president, you were once in, I think, at the PBF. You addressed the PBF uh, uh, in Cape Town, I think, just a day after the sun. Yes. And in that, you told them that you, you, you think the president should get a second term. I'm not quoting you uh, verbatim, but I think you said you, you alluded something like that. That you know the the. South Africans or ANC members and yourself is not against the president getting a second term. Do you still hold those views? <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know, my province has, has nominated uh, a conventional for, for president. Uh, I, I've really never changed my views because should President Ramaphosa be bad for whatever reason, from uh, contesting for this election, that's a different story. But but for now, I've never found reasons, uh, you know, to uh, oppose him in any way. So I think yeah. if the branches of the ANC uh, feel that what Comrade Paul said, uh, I think we actually in the poker. What Comrade Paul said then, that it, the way I put it, I said it not it would it would not be a problem if the president gets a second term. I think that's that's what I said. Mm. If the branches still feel that way, I think let's let's respect them. Mm. So 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 I ask this, mm. uh, uh, Mr. Mashatile, because the president is being contested by. For instance, Zueline, Zueline Keys, the former uh, Minister of Health. And we understand that that uh, the grouping that supports him was very unhappy with the remarks that you made to one publication where you said you would support any president. You, you are willing to work actually with any one of the, whoever emerges as, as president. But they were very strong in saying, they've been very strong in saying, you need to come out to say who do you really support? Can we take it as you saying that you support the president, the current president for second term now? I think candidates must go and get support from branches, <laughs> not, from, not from one another. Mr. Mashatile, thank you so much for yes. your time and welcoming us into your home. Thank you. We know you're very busy. We are really appreciative of the time that yes. you've yes. given us. I know it took long, yeah. but yeah. thank you so much. No, thank you very much for coming.